On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Barbara Jo Kammer, and she's got a new album out called Big Blue Sky in the Morning, and I believe that's both the album and the title of the song on there. It was produced by Casey Groves. I want to talk about that and maybe some common bluegrass roots, find out what Barbara jo has been doing during the uh, quarantine, and hopefully uh, hear some messages of hope and inspiration. So welcome to the show, Barbara Jo. Oh, thank you, Kelly. I am so glad to be with you today. Really appreciate it. Well, I can already tell how resilient you are since we overcame a few technical (laughs) (laughs) bugs just to start talking today. And isn't that a good metaphor for the music industry? Because when you're making an album, there's always technical things to overcome. People think, you know, they hear the final product and they think this is smooth. We love it. But what was your biggest challenge just to get this album made? Oh, gosh. Um, You know, I have to say that it went pretty smoothly, Kelly. Um, And it it really had everything to do with my producer, uh, Casey Groves, from Lyons, Colorado. Uh, She produced my first album, and she produced this one. and, And she was able to help me in every single way as far as gathering up the amazing uh, musicians who play on this and sing on this album with me from Colorado and just arranging uh, with the recording studio in Fort Collins. I live in Lafayette and and the Swing Fingers is in Fort Collins and that's where we all recorded the first time around. And we had almost all the same people gathering together again uh, to help me make my second album. So I just really couldn't be happier about it. And we were able to do this uh, before the quarantine. So um, I'm very grateful that, that we all had an opportunity to get into the studio. It's like almost like a family reunion to tell you the truth. We have a a wonderful time over a couple of weeks uh, as we're working on each song. And, um, you know, it's just, once again, I was really blessed to have, as, uh, an amazing experience recording my second album. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it shows because when you get to record with people a second time, there's kind of a shorthand. Was it a lot more efficient working together and just communicating in the studio? Yes, because we all did know each other from the first album. And I just have to say that uh, the musicians... Um, I feel like we're all friends, and but they but they're just top notch, <laughs> and it and it doesn't take them very long at all uh, to uh, to do their part. Of, you know, it, it just everybody is just right on right on the money, and um, so it's it's a a smooth a smooth ordeal, not ordeal experience, wonderful experience. <laughs> Yeah, well, sorry, what's so cool about you, an ordeal, that, that's just, um, that's more like a paying your taxes. That's yeah, an ordeal. No, Listening to that. you <laughs> is, a, is an absolute joy. But what I really like is, even though it's a studio album, it still is very lively. It, it, you can tell there's real musicians playing live in the studio. And don't you think that's so refreshing to hear right now? Oh, there's nothing like it. Um, the, the fact that we were all able to be together. Um, there's just nothing like that. And we all inspire each other, you know, as we are uh, working through these songs. And it's just an incredible, incredible experience. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. well, that style of music, it also kind of begs for that liveliness, which, you know, you have so much energy when you perform. I mean, do you have a big background in bluegrass, country, Americana? I mean, what do you, what do you call your style of music? Oh, gosh. Um, it really is a, a mixture of, of different styles. I have a classical uh, background. I, um, I went to uh, Lawrence University in Appleton, Wisconsin to get my uh, degree in, in uh, performance, in music, in vocal performance, and then Following that, later, some years later, I had the opportunity to go to Naropa uh, here in Boulder, Colorado, to get my master's in music therapy. And it was 
while I was in in this uh, master's program that I realized the population that I truly wanted to work with, and that was with elders in retirement communities and hospice. And along the way, I also had the opportunity to meet some uh, wonderful musicians who are in my band, the Hippie Buckaroos. And our music The Hippie really Buckaroos. Is, I love yeah, that the name. Yeah, it's, it's Barbara <laughs> Joe and the Hippie Buckaroos. <laughs> that would and, look good uh, on a marquee. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I love the name of our band, and uh, and I love all the guys in it. And um, we just have a wonderful time uh, doing music therapy for the elders. You know, they have this uh, this opportunity to hear a dobro, banjo, fiddle, mandolin, upright bass, and then me doing the rhythm guitar and and handling the lead vocals. And it's it's quite a quite an amazing thing for for the elders. I mean, I can't even tell you what a what a joyful and beautiful experience we have and so back to your original question, I mean, the music that we do is, is just a wide variety. We do a lot of the songs that they remember for the greatest generation. And then we add in folk, bluegrass, classic country, and gospel. And so we we kind of, you know, span all different varieties of music. I, I see, I would say that my both of my albums are... Uh, lend themselves to more classic country folk and, of course, some bluegrass. And uh, I love it all. And I I have to say (laughs) that my bluegrass roots don't go very far. Uh, My dad dad was um, a dentist and he founded an organization. And we used to sing together at these dinner dances that they would have. And I don't know how he knew about the song uh, Mountain Dew. But that was like my first introduction to a bluegrass tune back in the early in the early eighties. Up until then, though, I'd been totally inspired by uh, Emmy Lou Harris in the seventies. Mm-hmm. I had all her albums and Linda Ronstadt and Dolly Parton and Kate Wolf, uh, Joan Baez. Those ladies, Eva Cassidy, were just uh, a huge inspiration to me and still are. And Patsy Cline. So I just have a lot of fun finding different songs with Casey's expert help and then putting my spin on them. Well, on your YouTube channel, I think I heard you uh, do an Emmy Lou Harris cover. Yes. Um, well, let's see. I, the, on this album, Big Blue Sky in the Morning, we have Sisters Coming Home, and Emmy Lou did that, you know, on... on uh, what album was it? Well, it was from back in the 70s, I think. Uh, and so that was when I first heard it. I always loved it, and I am I was just so grateful to be able to record that song for my album. Willie Nelson can't go wrong with any song that he writes or that Emmy Lou sings. <laughs> of course, yes, and that must be half the fun of doing your albums is just sitting down and deciding what covers you want to do. I mean, what's your process for that? Is it just all your favorites that you remember growing up or is it newer things? You know, it sounds like you have things from all the last five decades. Well, um, yes, some of them are the songs that I've loved for a long time myself. I bring them to the table. Casey's more um, up on newer songs and has an ear for what song she thinks might really go well with with my voice and um i gosh i just i can't even say enough about our beautiful collaboration i met casey as a teacher when i went to pete wernick uh, pete wernick's bluegrass jam camp in boulder that was how i first met casey and she had just released her album, Happy Little Trees, and she had a house concert and invited me to her house concert. Oh. And it was at that house concert that I, I I, was really taken with her music and professionalism and also just, uh, well, everything about her. And I just said, Casey, would you consider helping me make an album? <laughs> and that's kind of how, how that all came about. And 
And it was well, really well. Must have inspired you the first time, you know, to get back together. And you know, the other thing is, even though you mostly do covers, um, you did write a song just for this album too. I wrote a song for this album, and then I wrote my very first song for my first album. And Casey just said to me, she goes, you know, for my first album, she just said, you know, you really, you really, really should write a song. <laughs> <laughs> and you said it was like, yes it, well ma'am. it was like a month it was like a month before we were going into the recording studio and so I put my thinking cap on and I did, really didn't know anything about what I was doing as far as uh, writing a song but I just was walking my dogs we have three dogs and we have this beautiful little lake near our house called Wanaka Lake and so I'm walking the dogs and it's in the fall and it's, it's uh, well, this was for my second song, but for my first song, they, I was walking my dogs both times and just receiving a lot of inspiration like I do from nature and my connection uh, to my higher power. I always feel that when I'm with my dogs and we're walking outside in nature. And then I just became, I just started thinking about how grateful I was, what a beautiful day it was for this second album it was a big blue sky in the morning it was in the fall I think it was this time it was in September and there really were apples falling from trees and it was a gorgeous day and also my mom said for my second album she goes honey do you think you could maybe use your higher voice a little bit on your next album and so I thought, well, <laughs> and then I started, like, thinking about this yodel, because I was really happy that day, and yodeling to me is just a, a beautiful, happy thing to do, and I can do it. Fortunately, my voice is able to, to, to do that, I can, and, and it's, it's not that hard. So it sort of came to me to start that big blue sky in the morning with a yodel, and then talk about what a gorgeous day it was and how happy I was and grateful. Um, the first the first song I wrote, uh, The Winning Side, for my album One Song at a Time, that was a really a celebration for me. That was a big deal to make my very first album, and it was a celebration of 10 years in recovery. And so that song, The Winning Side, is really my recovery story, and that... That was where where Casey just said, you know, you really should write a song for your album. <laughs> and I just mm-hmm. started thinking about how grateful I was to be actually to be able to even make an album, and um, and that's how that came about. And it was both times while I was out in nature and walking my dog. Well, besides your music, you know, a big part of who you are is someone who talks openly about. You know, being in recovery and being there to motivate other people. I mean, how important was it to you to decide, okay, I'm going to be out there with the music, but I'm also going to be out there talking about addiction? You know, at what point did you say, yeah, I want to be really open about that? Well, I'd, I'd had some, you know, practice being open about it for 10 years, and why not and why not combine it with with my music and because that's how I express myself and I thought if there's any way I can bring some hope to people who are struggling this is this is the best way I can and so what a wonderful um opportunity for me to be able to talk about my experience in recovery after struggling for over 40 years to be able to stay clean and sober for 10 and then actually make an album. I never in my wildest dreams thought I would ever be able to do anything like that. And um, it was just, you know, uh, a real miracle for me and a blessing. And it's, I just want people to know that, uh, you know, if somebody like myself who struggled, who really did struggle for over 40 years in all kinds of different ways, with addiction and alcoholism, you know, there is, you really, there really is hope out there. And, uh, it, it, the, 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 there is a solution and, um, 
and it, it's there for us, and it was there for me. And so I just want people to know that not to give up, and uh, really we can we can get through this together in sobriety. Yeah. Uh, my life is so different now. I can't. It's just so different and precious each day. You know how important it is. Is it to you? for your music to keep you grounded and happy and motivated. Do you think that your music is an important part of your recovery? Oh, it's a huge part of my recovery because I never stopped singing. Um, I I never stopped singing all throughout my uh, struggles with addiction and alcoholism, but uh, I never um, was able to really do anything with it other than, um, uh, you know, sing for myself or uh, sing. It was really once I started getting into recovery and meeting some musicians in recovery that I Mm -hmm. started singing more, singing more and really enjoying it. And, uh, and that's what has, that's what really helped carry me through those first, these first, 10 years. Now, it was 13 years this last July for me. Um, But no, without my music, I mean, I've been singing since I was three years old. My mom said that I would uh, harmonize to commercials on TV way back then. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, you know, it's a a wonder you didn't become like a, a commercial jingle singer. I did one time in Madison, Wisconsin, where I'm from and where I grew up. Uh, I did a, a jingle for a pizza pizza shop. <laughs> oh my God! Do you remember the jingle? <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, no, not right, not right this second. You know, I'm sure oh. if I thought about it, I <laughs> I could. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Really, really fun and. If I if I think about it, you know, as we're talking, uh, I'll whip it out. But um, <laughs> right, well, it's right funny now, too that um, you know you you pay your dues and you know just starting doing a jingle that's that's a pretty good credit early on. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a it was a lot of fun to sing that to to work on that little song for the pizza mm-hmm. for the pizza company in Madison. So. I, um, well, I, you know, well, I'm my, curious. My, yes. Yeah, I was going to say I'm curious. Um, you talked about, you know, also your music therapy background, you know, working with seniors. And that just made me think a lot about the videos you've been making, you know, when we're in isolation in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And it's so ironic that the people who probably, you know, we should be spending the most time with seniors are the ones who are most blocked right now from having you know, human contact with their families and friends. So I'm just wondering, yeah. you know, during this time, you know, how, how do you you use, you know, your music videos to get to people who are isolated? And, you know, what are just your thoughts on how you can continue to reach those seniors that you work with? Well, I've been very fortunate, Kelly. Um, before the pandemic, of course, my whole band and I, we were able to go inside and, and, and see everyone and be right close up with all the, all of our friends. Uh, since, since the lockdown, I have still been able to uh, continue to go to the retirement communities that I've been going to for a long time and singing outside. So my husband comes with me. He sets up my sound equipment. And he even sings harmony uh, with me on some some songs, which is wonderful. But I here I am, so I'm singing through open windows. I'm singing to people up on their balconies or on their patios at a at a quite a distance away, but they can still see and hear me because I've got my ear trumpet microphone and my little tiny uh, Fender backpacker PA. Oh wow! And so I am so lucky uh, to be able to continue to sing for these folks because I can see them and they can see me and um, it's 
really a special experience. So, you know, I'm grateful to be able to continue to do that. Things are so hard right now for everyone in the in the music industry and for people just in general, not in the music industry, just in life right now with all of the different things that are happening. So, you know, I just feel very blessed that I, I can continue to sing. And I'm also doing... I'm also able to sing over Zoom for different uh, different events that uh, different recovering events that I've been asked to participate in, and that's been really great as well. But nothing compares to being able to sing outside and see the folks on the other side of the windows or up on their patios uh, dancing a little bit, you know. Um, on their balconies. So I just, yeah, I'm really, really grateful. Well, when you hear your music, you can't help but start tapping your foot and getting up and doing a little dancing. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah. There's a lot, lot of, <laughs> a lot of chair dancing going on too when we, we were, when we were able to go inside. A lot of, you know, it's just a lot of movement. People are moving, they're singing with us, they're smiling, they're laughing. Some of the ones who can walk get up and dance with their caregivers a little bit. You know, it's just really special. And um, So you're bringing them some joy, especially when they're so isolated at times that you must be a real bright spot in their lives. Well, I would like to think that that's the case. I know that I know how I feel uh, when I'm with them and it's mutual. You know, I, I don't have a, I don't have any problems when I'm able to go sing for the folks and our friends. And, well, I'm yeah, glad you're being so flexible and daring because I think a lot of times you think, what? I can't, you know, play my music on the grass and, you know, have them look out their window. Mm-hmm. But desperate times call for desperate measures. And I think the whole point of your story is, well, if you don't go and do something unconventional, then they don't get to hear you. So I really admire that you're doing whatever is in your power to bring your music to them. Well, thanks, Kelly. And my goal is for when the weather does start to get colder and I'm not able to be outside is to somehow uh, reach them through through Facebook Live or Zoom uh, because the, the communities, they all have the big TVs. And one community I go to, it's a high-rise, but they all have TVs. Uh, they have a some type of television system throughout the whole place in everybody's room. So I'll be, I'm going to be working on that as well. But fortunately in Colorado, you know, we can have really nice weather up through November if we're lucky. So, uh, yeah, I'll just keep doing the outside as long as I can. I'm curious, since you are a music therapist, and I've actually seen this in action, especially with Alzheimer's patients, you know, people who won't respond to, you know, conscious conversation or be able to remember things, you play a music from their past. You, know, you play a song they remember from being a child or, you know, when they're in their 20s or 30s, and suddenly it bypasses something and they can sing along. They remember all the lyrics, you know, as if it's yesterday. There's just something so powerful about the memory that music can bring back to people. I've had that experience uh, working at one of the retirement communities, Bell for Senior Living, and um, I worked in the Alzheimer's unit as an activities person and music music therapist. And there were folks who had, would have their, their family members would always come to see them, but they weren't recognizing them anymore. They weren't talking anymore. And all of a sudden, when we start doing music together, they wake up. Yes, just exactly what you said. They wake up, they start singing. They become responsive. And then here is the whole family together singing. Mm-hmm. So it is it is this beautiful experience unlike any other for the loved one and also for the family members to be able to have this time this this really special time with with their loved one Mm -hmm. and not just for seniors but for all of us 
you know, how important is just the therapy of music, especially when, you know, we're all kind of deprived of going out to hear live music. I know a lot of us really like to hear live music on a regular basis. And that's when place we, you know, see friends who, you know, we like to enjoy the music together. You know, yeah. what's, what's a solution right now for all of us who are kind of missing out on just the therapy of live music? Yeah, it seems like the only solution is seeing it live online um, right now for a lot of people. I I know that there are some places here in Colorado that are opening up and social distancing and having some uh, a little bit of live music uh, starting, you know, recently in the last month or so, but not a lot. Um, but But it is a very difficult time. And music is our greatest healer. So I just have a lot of appreciation for folks like you, Kelly, who are able to um, have a, a podcast and, and share share um, my story and, and my music this way also because I, I uh, really feel that music is one of the most powerful healing methods, healing um, avenues that we that we all have and we all miss it and we just have to keep it going no matter what. You know, it's challenging for all of us during COVID, but what would you say are some of the special challenges of people in recovery during the quarantine, whether they can't go to meetings, you know, they can't, um, you know, leave their home the way they used to get out, get fresh air, exercise as much, you know, what are you hearing you know, what's the feedback you're hearing and, and how can we all help each other? I think this is the hardest um, experience that anyone who is needing to be in recovery wants to stay in recovery, trying to get into recovery uh, because of the isolation. That is the worst. Um, it, it, it's, it's just the worst for anyone because recovery is about gathering together being supportive of each other, and there are a lot of hugs involved in going to meetings. And now uh, with the way things have been, people are isolated. I I know that, that addiction and alcoholism is way on the rise. So um, some meetings are starting to open up socially distant uh, with very few people, hybrid meetings they call them, but there are very there are a lot of meetings online, and that's been a, a saving grace for all of us in recovery. Also, just reaching out, being able to reach out to our friends in recovery, and we have to be able to pick up the phone. And I think one of the hardest things to do, especially for someone new to the program, is just to pick up that heavy phone. I know it was like that for me. I can't even imagine myself in the beginning um, trying to get clean and sober under circumstances like this. Um, so it's a it's a big, big problem and we have a lot of people suffering and isolated right now. Fortunately, we do have, there are many, many meetings offered all over the world. Um, if you have access online and if, if you don't have a computer, you can use your phone and call in. We have to be able to just pick up the phone and call, you know, the national office or call whatever uh, number that you have for recovery. The, the help is there and the, the, and we're all, we are there for our, our folks who, who need it. It's there. We just, you know, we have to be able to make that decision to reach out and go for it, and not, not, uh, not become too, uh, too depressed about it and think that there's no hope. Because there is hope. There really is hope. I mean, I see it in all the meetings that I go to. I see people who are brand new to recovery, and without these online meetings, um, they would not be doing nearly as well as they are right now. So it's there. Mm -hmm. And I just well, hope people make the decision for themselves to, to reach out. You know, it's hard, especially in the beginning. 
Well, that is such the strength of, of going to meetings, you know, with your peers, supporting each other. You know, it's not like yeah. one person is the leader, everyone's the follower. You're all kind of leading mm-hmm. each other and also just sharing your stories with each other. I'm just curious, um, you know, someone who sees you out there, hears your music, you know, what, what's one of the most encouraging things you've heard from, you know, one of your fans who said, you know, because of your music, your message, you know, this helped me get through a hard time. Do you hear that a lot? Well, I've had, I have heard that from friends of mine in the program, um, that they really appreciate uh, my story and, and that they, they do find inspiration from the, the music that I've shared on my albums and that I share on my Facebook page and, and YouTube channel and website. And that uh, because I'm just very open about it, I mean, really, I just want to be able to help if if I can and let people know that, that there is a light out there. We have the light inside of us and if uh and that there's there's hope there's help for all of us no one has to stay in this place of despair well we're going to wrap up in a little bit not quite yet we got a little final stretch here but before we go into that i just want to make sure everyone knows where to find your music and learn more about you online oh thanks kelly um, my website is barbarajocammer.com, B-A-R-B-A-R-A-J-O-K-A-M-M-E-R.com. And I also do have a YouTube channel and an artist Facebook page under my name, Barbara Jo Kammer. So, And my album is available on all the different uh, platforms. So for you know download or streaming and whatever you would like to do and also if you're in listening and you're in Colorado uh or you're near me in Lafayette I mean I'll just let me know and I'll get you my album <laughs> so <laughs> I've been will, will you, I mean, will you really autograph cool. it too of course I will and I just you know I just uh really want to share it you know I'm I'm one of the very lucky musicians uh, that that I don't that my, uh, my husband is retired now, and um, I don't have to de- I don't have to do music to to for my livelihood, you know. So I'm very very fortunate that way. Um, and so I just really want to share my album, and 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 I just give it away to folks and to my friends in the program. Anybody who asks, I I pretty much just will. I'm happy to, but the thing nowadays is that a lot of folks don't play CDs. They don't have something to play a CD on anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a lot of times maybe in their car. So if they drive around a lot, yeah. they can hear you. Yeah, my my album is really good for road trips. <laughs> Absolutely, maybe even pulling pulling off the side of the road and doing a little dancing in the shoulder. You betcha. I think uh, I think that's a wonderful, wonderful uh, visual there. I love that. Yes. Well, in the days we're living in, COVID, people working from home, I think a lot of people are really evaluating just their work life and saying, "Hey, what's this all about? You know, what do I want to do with my life?" And I think you're an example of someone who decides. You know, at every point in your life, if you want to make a change. You can make it because you you did launch this music career, you know, not in your 20s, you know, later than some. And that's also part of your inspiration. I just want to hear from you, you know, other people who look up to you and say, you know what, I've always wanted to try music or I've wanted to try, you know, building model trains or, you know, whatever their passion is, but they're afraid to do it. You know, what's your advice to them? Oh, I just say you have to go for it. You have to follow your passion. I mean, I did it at age 60 for my first album and 63 now for my second. 
I'm sorry. Uh, I'm saying that wrong. I'll be 66. <laughs> now, don't, don't age yourself, Barbara Joe. I know. <laughs> well, you know I, but I, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I got a little confused there. So I was 63 um, for my first album, and I'll be 66 later this month. But, you know, I feel like I'm in my swing in 60s, Kelly. Swing in 60s is like, I, I don't even really know what those numbers mean very much and uh not 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 anything to me except that i'm really grateful to be doing what i love have an opportunity to be singing for people who really need it and and to actually record music with top-notch musicians you know so i'm i'm just, i really am so grateful and i i would just say don't don't put it off don't put it off. Just just get out there and give it your best shot. And and it's all in the doing. It's all the journey. It's the journey of it all. Not really the end result. It's it's just getting out there and and doing what you love. It's it makes me so happy and uh to be able to be creative and living from my heart, not my head. So, uh I would uh, encourage anyone listening, if there's something that they haven't done because they just didn't think they'd be good at it, or but it's something they love, oh, gosh, go for it. Just go for it. Well, when we enter our 60s, which I'm a few years away, not, not that many, though, but isn't there a certain <laughs> freedom of, you know, you have a lot of knowledge and experience, but suddenly you can let go of, a lot of the judgment of other people thinking, well, who, who cares what they think? You know, this is what's going to make me happy. You know, I don't have to tiptoe around anymore. You know, this is my time. I still have a good amount of life left. So this stage of my life, you know, I want to do something for me. That's right. That's right. You know, but also what helped me get there, Kelly, was uh, my recovery. So mm-hmm. had I not, had I not, uh, first of all, gone to a treatment center here in Colorado uh, in July of 2007, that's what started my, that's what really helped me get my mind clear to um, find the courage to follow my heart and my dream. And my music, using my music to be a service, to help others. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, I'm, yeah, I, and I'm, I'm just, but it took a long time for me to get there. It doesn't have to take everybody as long as it took me, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I want to definitely mm-hmm. tell everybody that. <laughs> well, you, you turned everything into a positive, and I hear that in your voice, and I think that's what inspired people uh without dwelling on it you know what would you say to people who might look at all that with regret saying you know i could have started sooner there were a few wasted years what do you tell someone so that they don't just get weighed down with regret well um it took all of that time for me to get to where i am now i had to experience and go through those years of struggle with addiction and alcoholism, over 40 years, I had to go through that to get to where I am now and, and uh, learn how to surrender, decide I was sick and tired of being so sick and tired and really do something about it. Going to, going to treatment was my jump start. I'm not, I'm not ashamed or regretful of, of what happened to me in the past. I mean, I, I learned from it. It was just my story. It's just what I had to to experience in order to find the miracle of recovery and and be in the place where I am now with this with my precious life. I have a wonderful husband. We have three dogs. We have a roof over our head, and we can do and I can do my music. And uh, you know, so. It's it's not like I uh, sure there sure sure if I don't know really how to say this I just for me I had to go through all of the uncomfortable 
really hard times in order to get to that place where I was ready to surrender to uh, being an addict and an alcoholic. You know, I just had to get to that point. Fortunately, I didn't die. And uh, I was able to make that decision to get help and really listen to what people were telling me and put it into action. And things just started changing for me in such a positive and beautiful way. And it's not that my life is, or anyone's, is free of of challenges, no. But what I know, what I do know is that I don't have to go for a drink or a drug for food or shopping to, to live a beautiful life. I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to numb out. When things get hard, I can endure clean and sober. Nothing like it, Kelly. Mm-hmm. I just can't even say enough about it, really. Well, I've got three more questions for you. I don't know what they are yet, but I'm going to have three questions. Oh, okay. So, oh, I know. Okay, first one. What is your favorite song to perform live on stage? My favorite song to perform live on stage. Well, can I say the song I wrote for my second album? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Now, what's that one called? Big Blue Sky in the Morning. Well, of course. So the one you wrote is the title song, as it should be. And I've got Casey Groves doing body percussion. And Damon Smith, um, our, our drummer, the drummer for the album, he's doing the body percussion with Casey, and then Molly O'Brien is singing harmony. So I have to say, you know, that's like one of the most, um, one of the most fun songs that I enjoy singing, even if it's just me by myself, which it is when I'm singing mm-hmm. for the seniors. Uh, but you yeah. know, when I was well, a lot younger, I'll just say this one last. I used to sing. Janis Joplin's Mercedes-Benz. Ooh, nice one. And I had a lot of fun doing that. (laughs) That's kind of a bluesy uh, kind of raw tune. Yes, and I guess another inspiration to me was really Janis Joplin also. Loved her. Mm -hmm. Loved Mm -hmm. her music. And, um, you know, I I had someone give me a comment on my first album, when I had a uh, when I did some listening re- some reviews through Reverb Nation, and one of the comments was, "You know, I never thought I'd really like hearing Janis Joplin singing bluegrass, but you know, I like it. It works." <laughs> I was like, that is so funny, and a nice Great. compliment. Now, what are some of the other lyrics in "Blue Sky in the Morning"? Big blue sky in the morning Gave me some warning Of the joy I'd be feeling today The leaves are turning The apples are falling It's a glorious feeling, I say That's what it was like for me that morning (laughs) And it's not easy to sing into a phone either, so that actually sounded really good. Oh, I hope so. Thanks, Kelly. I have no idea what it sounds like <laughs> at your end, but... Uh, no, no that's great. That, that's like a sneak preview, so you get the sneak preview here, and you sneak can preview. get the rest of the album for the full studio effect. All right, so <laughs> question number two, what do you most... What do you like most about living in Colorado? Well, growing up in Wisconsin, we have pretty cold winters there. And even during the summer, a lot of cloudy days. So big blue sky in the morning. I mean, it, the sun, you know, it shines almost almost every day of the year. The sun is shining here in Colorado. I mean, we and the weather is beautiful. <clears throat> And uh, the winters 
are nothing uh, compared to what I grew up with and loved and enjoyed in Wisconsin. A lot of skating and sledding and skiing and that kind of thing with my family. But here in Colorado, it's it's a lot different. So, um, you know, the, it's beautiful. The, I'm inspired by the mountains and uh, the just everything about living here. I feel I'm really glad to live here in Lafayette, Colorado, which is right outside of Boulder and about a half an hour from Denver. It's really a perfect spot. And this little lake that uh, we live close by, it's a man-made lake, but you would never know it. And it's just this little lake called Wanaka Lake. And there, Lafayette is a is now a, one of the bird a bird sanctuary city. So we get all these amazing birds uh, migrating through and who are also here through throughout the whole year. And li- and growing up in Wisconsin too, you know, I was used to being near a lot of lakes. And so the fact that we've got this little Wanaka Lake near our home here in Lafayette, it's it's really special and 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 Colorado is a a, a very wonderful state to be living in. Mhm. And number three, when COVID and the quarantine are over, what do you most want to be able to do that you can't do right now? Oh, what I most want to do is go back into the retirement communities inside and be with the folks. Um, that's what I most want to do and and hold their hands and give them hugs. And, and be in my meetings, too, my recovery meetings, AA, and give lots of hugs. Lots of yeah. hugs. They'll be overdue for hugs. We all will. Well, that's, for <laughs> sure. that's, that's for sure, Kelly. Yeah, well, I want to g- so. give you the final word here uh, and just to share with us. Um, you know, you put your heart and soul into this album, Big Blue Sky in the Morning, you know, in your dream of dreams, you know, where would you like to see this go this year and then leading into 2021? You know, what are your hopes for your album? Well, I just hope that uh, people can hear it, Kelly. I, I mean, I just really want to share it with as many people as possible, especially folks feeling isolated and alone and people who are struggling with addiction. Uh, that's really my goal. And that's why I just try to give it away as many as I can to whoever would like one. Um, I just want to share my music. I want folks to know that they're not alone. They're not that I used to think I was kind of unique in all of this and it's, it's, and I'm not, I mean, people, so many people struggle with the same, uh, the same problems and the same difficulties and issues and, uh, and we all help each other. So I just truly hope that, really, I just truly hope that my album can give someone some joy, uh, someone some hope. That's what I, that's really what I'm wanting to do, Kelly. And I am very grateful to you for 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 this opportunity to speak with you today. Well, you're very welcome. And I've just really enjoyed learning about your music both uh, today and also on your YouTube channel and just hearing snippets from the album. I mean, I think the whole thing right now is we can't get enough hope. And, you know, no, that's what I think you're right. all about is a hopeful message that also lets us tap our toes and, and have a really good time. Well, thank you, Kelly. Um, yes, uh, I'm, I'm really glad. I'm really glad that I could speak with you today and, and share some of my story. And, and I hope that, that people get a chance to hear some of the songs um, on my album. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to spell it out for people. It's Barbara Jo Kammer, and Kammer is like hammer with a K. And I always say, yeah. <laughs> is that your yeah. shorthand, like hammer with a K? It is. That is, yes. 
Yes, and the album, again, is Big Blue Sky in the Morning, both the album and there's also the song on there that Barbara Jo wrote herself. And it's a great one to start out with when you hear the album. And I just want to say, you know, other than the music, your inspiring story, I just think it's so nice that you've devoted yourself to the senior community and that, you know, you could pick every, anything in the world, but, you know, that you really want to be there, give them a hug. And I think, you know, all of us who have older parents, older family and friends, it's just so nice to know that there are people out there who have devoted themselves, you know, to working with and, and inspiring the senior community. Well, thanks, Kelly. You know, be, even before the pandemic, I just, and when I was in, at Naropa in school, I just felt that the uh, seniors are a forgotten population. And so that's that's another reason why I decided that I um, wanted to do as much as I can to work with elders and seniors and in, in, in the full different, you know, continuum of care from independent down to hospice. And I've had that opportunity. So um, I'll I'll continue to do as much as I can for all my senior friends in any way that I can and really look forward to to seeing them in person. Once again, I know all of my bandmates are missing, missing our friends, too. Well, I hope we don't have to wait three whole years for the next album. And, and I just hope that uh, when we oh. get off the phone, you'll pick up a pen and start writing the, your one song for album number three. How's that? Well, thanks, Kelly. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm, I'm going to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, take care. And again, I encourage everyone to seek out your website, your YouTube videos. Barbara Jo Kammer, uh, thank you so much. And you just have a, a great weekend. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks very much. And I hope you do, too.